0: Hey guys, WFA and The Kid here, and today I will be sharing with you my Week 12 NFL Predictions. Last week I had a pretty good week. I went 10-4. and 4. I think that's one of my best records of the year, actually, when I'm doing my weekly picks. Most of my picks were pretty straightforward. There were a couple upsets in there, like I did have the Lions beating the Giants. And overall, it was just a good week of picks for me. Before we get into Week 12, I will highlight a few of the big Week 11 games. There was the Jets and the Patriots. It was a defensive battle throughout. The Patriots, of course, had the illustrious and magnificent game-winning punt return touchdown, 84 yards, in the dying seconds of the game. It was almost surely going to go to overtime at 3-3, but no. Then, the other MetLife team, the Giants, faced off against the Lions. The Lions were definitely underdogs going into this game. They had a lot of run production throughout that game. Mostly from their young guys like Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift. And, they've won three in a row now. So... That only makes their game tomorrow on Thanksgiving even bigger. That is, by the way, why this podcast is on Wednesday night and not Thursday, because we have some early Thanksgiving games tomorrow. And getting into some of those Thanksgiving games, the first one is at 1230. Bills, Lions. Just talking about them. I have to take the Bills in this one. As much as... As I want the Lions to win, both because they are the underdog and it's fun to root for them. Also because I want the Jets to catch the Bills. You know, as far-fetched as that idea sounds, because I know there is a talent gap between those two teams. There most definitely is. But it's possible. The Jets only are one game behind Buffalo. You know, and they have the tiebreaker. They beat them head-to-head. So it'll definitely be interesting to see how not just the Jets and the Bills, but the entire AFC East pans out. Josh Allen did get back in the win column last week against the Cleveland Browns, where they actually did play at Ford Field, where where they will be playing this week again, due to inclement weather. The game was held in Detroit last week. And unfortunately for the Lions... I don't think their streak will continue. I did see somewhere that this would be the first time in many a decades that they have the opportunity to go undefeated in the month of November. Don't think it'll happen for them. The next Thanksgiving game, of course, Cowboys probably the most iconic team to watch at Thanksgiving. They'll be versing the Giants, which is a pretty interesting game. I am going to have to pick the Cowboys. They are coming off a 40-3 to win. Not just against any team, against the Minnesota Vikings. The 8-1 Minnesota Vikings. They went into Minnesota, destroyed them. 40-3. There was never really a point after the first quarter when you thought that the Vikings, not I shouldn't say had a chance, but they never looked like they were playing well. They didn't look like the same team that had gone to Buffalo and beaten the Bills. It was a completely different story. Justin Jefferson had little to nothing. He had three catches, I believe, for 33 yards. And nobody else stepped up for Minnesota. The offense was very, very unsuccessful. And scored as many points as the Jets did. And the defense was probably even a bigger atrocity to give up 40 points is really not okay. But getting back to the two teams that are playing here, Cowboys and Giants, I think it would be insanely difficult for the Giants to get this win. The first meeting between the Giants and the Cowboys, the Cowboys took that one. Wasn't Dak Prescott a QB though, it was Cooper Rush. And Now that Dak Dak is back he looks pretty fantastic, continuing a fantastic season for the Cowboys and I, I don't think the Giants can get the Thanksgiving win. The Giants actually have five of their final seven games to be played within the division. They have this one against the Cowboys and they still have yet to play both the Eagles and the Commanders who are not easy opponents, so tough sledding ahead for them. The final Thanksgiving game, the prime time late-night Thanksgiving game, is the Patriots at the Vikings. Just talking about those Vikings and their encounter with the Cowboys last weekend, it was ugly. I didn't watch much past the first half. Actually, I didn't really have a chance to in the second half because they cut to the Steelers and Bengals game. That's how out of hand this one was. This game between the Patriots and the Vikings is really going to be a tale of offense versus defense. The Vikings offense, uh, not last week, but many weeks, has been really explosive. Thanks to mainly Justin Jefferson, but there's also other weapons over there. Dalvin Cook is still an elite running back. Thielen can surprise people at times. And of course, the acquisition of TJ Hawkinson was just a fantastic get for the Vikings to help them with their season. They really needed a good, strong tight end like TJ. And on the flip side, the Patriots' defense showed exactly what they can do against the Jets last week. You know, the Jets (laughs) had two total yards of offense in that second half, and get more into the Jets' struggles when we talk about their game later. But two total yards of offense... To hold any offense, even if it is one led by Zach Wilson, is just out of this world good. They also have Matthew Judon, who leads the National Football League with 13 sacks. So it's really going to be which one prevails. I think the Vikings bounce back and take it, though. We then move into the Sunday games. The Falcons at the Commanders is the first one. Give me the Commanders. Taylor Heineke has brought winning football to the people of Washington. These first five, six weeks of the season were kind of hard to watch, I believe, for a Commanders fan, and it did not turn around until Heinicke took over. Even the 12-7 win against Chicago, which was Wentz's most recent appearance, he did get injured and did not play again since then, That was ugly. You know, they barely won. The Bears nearly got the game-winning touchdown there towards the end, stopped at the one-yard line. They haven't had many feel-good wins, the Commander's team, but Heineke has completely and entirely changed that. He has won four out of his five starts with this team. And, of course, he's starting again. There's not really a thought in anyone's head that Carson Wentz, healthy, is going to come back. And start when Heineke is doing the kind of job he is. Chase Young, former defensive rookie of the year winner, also is projected to return this weekend against the Falcons. And I think that'll help. That'll definitely help. He is a force, and he was in his rookie season. That's why he got the award. The injury that he suffered last year took him a year to recover, but he's back now. Hopefully he does some good things. The next one is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Cleveland Browns. I am picking the Cleveland Browns. This one, I have the upset. This is Jacoby Brissett's last start before Deshaun Watson is going to be allowed to play after his suspension that the NFL issued before the start of this year. And I'm going to say, my bold prediction, that Jacoby Brissett's going to go out there against Tom Brady and make a statement win. He's going to make Cleveland think about... I shouldn't say think, because they're definitely going to play Deshaun Watson. But if Deshaun comes in, doesn't play that well, maybe they'll turn back to Brissett. Who knows, it's really a tough... It has to be tough for Jacoby, you know to go from being the leader of this team as a backup, you know, you you like lucky if you play a game or two in an NFL season but then something like this happens and you're the main guy for the majority of the season. It hasn't been the kind of season Jacoby wanted by any means. The Browns are not in great position but I think he's going to go out with a win. The next game on the schedule is the Ravens and the Jaguars. I have to roll with the Ravens, even though it was not pretty. They did get the 13-3 win against the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers' defense really, really surprised me in that game. I thought the Ravens would run away with it. I thought they would score 30-plus points. And it really was not that type of game. And the Panthers were in it, even in the fourth quarter, A turnover gave the Ravens even more momentum late in the game and allowed them to go up by two scores. And after that, it really wasn't much of a game. But they hung around. They made it very interesting. It concerns me just slightly because these games for the Ravens, you know, should be easy, automatic wins. You know, put them in the win column, please. So I think Lamar Jackson needs to have a more convincing performance this weekend against the Jaguars, who are coming off a bye. And yeah, I I also want to bring up the Ravens. Very, very easy strength of schedule. One of the best strengths of schedule favoring them moving forward. So they kind of control their own destiny here. If they take care of the easy ones, they should be winning the AFC North. We then move into... The 4 o'clock games on Sunday. Oh no, sorry, pardon me. We still have some 1 o'clock games to get to. Not quite at the 4 o'clock games just yet. The Texans and the Dolphins is one of those 1 o'clock games. This should be a really easy win for Miami. Miami's at 7-3. and They lead the very competitive AFC East. 7-3 and record. They had their bye last week, and I don't think they really needed it. You know, Tua Tagovailoa has been winning game after game since he returned from the head injury he suffered. And he's been dominant. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell have been along there at the wide receiver position to help him. Him and Tyreek Hill really seem to be Forming some great chemistry, great relationship, both on and off the field. And it's, a, it's keep in mind, it's a historic season for Tyreek if he keeps up this pace. Could surpass 2,000 receiving yards. And then you look at the Houston Texans, who have just the one win. Ten games into the season for them. They're in rebuild mode. You know, Davis Mills has not been what they hoped he would be. Not even close, really. They're going to give Kyle Allen the nod. Start him, see if he's going to do anything against Miami, but Miami should really have this one in the back. The Bengals and the Titans is a really, really fun AFC matchup. I am going to take the Bengals. The last time we saw the Bengals and the Titans verse was in the AFC Divisional round of last year's playoffs. The Bengals wound up winning it with a game-winning field goal. They stunned the Titans, who were the number one seed for the AFC in those playoffs. Had an amazing season. The Titans did at 13-4. and four. And despite the Bengals' O-line, major underdogs, they got the win. And I think they're going to do it again. Jamar Chase is expected to come back. He missed... What was it? Four games, I believe, with his injury. And it should be a fun game. I do think this will be close, but I do think the Bengals will take it. Jamar Chase is a very important piece of this team, a huge piece of last year's Super Bowl team for the Bengals. And he just really adds an unstoppable element to that offense. Broncos at the Panthers, two pretty bad teams versing each other here, but nonetheless, it is still an upset that I am going to go with, picking the Carolina Panthers. They're not big underdogs, the Panthers, just by a point and a half, but I still have them winning. And (laughs) the old Jets quarterback Sam Darnold is going to be starting. It's going to be his first appearance this season for Carolina. Panthers' third different starting quarterback in the last three games it will be. And I think this should be a low-scoring game. We just saw what the Panthers' defense is capable of. They hold you in check. They play you tough. And I don't know if they even need to do that against the Broncos with the amount that Russell Wilson has struggled this year. You know, Russell Wilson, instead of making the defense play good, he kind of has just gifted the opposing defense things at times, whether it be interceptions, whether it be uh, random throws, not finding his open receivers, so many things Russell Wilson has done that are very uncharacteristic of him. And because of that, I think the Panthers... Have a real shot to win this. And the last one o'clock game that I will touch upon before moving into the four o'clock games is my Jets. We're hosting the Chicago Bears. And I am picking us, I am picking my team, the New York Jets, to win this. We're four and a half point favorites. And it is possible that we are going to see two backup quarterbacks in this game. The Jets already announced today that Mike White would be starting in place of Zach Wilson because it was just so atrocious, Zach Wilson's performance last week. I don't believe he reached 100 passing yards, which is just terrible. Two total yards of offense is what him and the offense could muster in the second half, which is just embarrassing. And I think he deserves it. He was absolutely cocky in the postgame interview after. Zach Wilson, you most absolutely did let the defense down. The defense had six sacks. Actually, yeah, look at that. Defense had six sacks against Mac Jones, and the offense put up three points. The Jets had double the sacks, then points scored, which is just mind-boggling. So it is most definitely a letdown from the offense. Because any time a defense gives up just three points in a game, that should be a win. Whether it's against the best team or the worst team, you can't waste incredible defensive performances such as that. And Zach Wilson has. He, He lost again for the second time this year to the New England Patriots. Seems to be his Achilles heel. And the Jets is the team's Achilles heel because that was their 14th consecutive loss to the Patriots dating back to the 2016 season. That is a streak that I really thought the Jets would end this season. Was not the case. <laughs> but Mike White is who the Jets will turn to this weekend against the Bears. I hope he does well. I hope he has a really nice game. He had that stunning game against the Bengals last year at MetLife. So, that is important. I also should mention Justin Fields is questionable in this game. He suffered an injury last week against the Falcons. So that's why I said earlier we might see two backup quarterbacks in this game. And in the middle of the taping of this podcast, I did receive word that Zach Wilson has apologized to his team and to the other staff of the New York Jets for his comments in the postgame, from what I could see here. I'm not sure that I believe the sincerity of that apology, because this comes hours after it was announced that he would not be starting. If he really wanted to apologize, that's kind of something you do within 24 hours, the next morning. But he he waited to have his uh to have Mike White be announced as the starter to apologize. So that might kind of just be for media presence, you know, to look good. I really don't know, but he I do know that he should be sorry for what he said in that postgame conference. Now, we will move into those 4 o'clock games as previously mentioned. The Raiders at the Seahawks is the first one. I am going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are coming off their bye with a much better record than anyone would have thought they'd have. They sit at 6-4. And then the Raiders on the other side, a team I thought... Would be much better. Has a pretty opposite record. At 3-7. and seven. The Raiders did finally win. In overtime against. An equally disappointing team in the Denver Broncos. Derek Carr was very emotional. After. Two, uh, the game two weeks ago. When they felt a 2-7. and seven Against the Colts. So it must be feel good win for him. To go out and beat the division rival. Not going to matter too much in the grand scheme of the season. I think the Seahawks will take this one pretty easily at home. The Chargers at the Cardinals. Even though the Chargers have not looked as great as I thought. I'm still going to pick them. To beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals have a lot of injuries. Zach Ertz is one that I want to look at in particular. Because I think he is a very important Underrated a little bit. Piece of that team. Won the Super Bowl with the Eagles in 2018. Was a big part of that team. And he's a big part of any team. He is a big dude. Uh, He can make catches at clutch times in games. A very reliable target. They will be without him for the rest of the year. Kyler Murray also missed last week's game. And the Cardinals were able to keep it close against the 49ers for one half. Before absolutely... Falling apart in the second half. The Chargers last week's game, Sunday Night Football. They narrowly lost to the Chiefs. And it was a big opportunity for them to close that gap in the division. Maybe make things interesting. Pushing towards the end of the year. But instead they did get swept. Now they're three games back in the win column. And I really can't see them challenging the Chiefs at this point for the AFC West title. The next game up is the Saints at the 49ers. My pick is the 49ers. Although the Saints did have what I consider an impressive win against the Rams, despite them having several important injuries, still a very good team that they played. Maybe not record-wise, but on paper. But they went out there, got the win, and kind of kept their season alive in the process because... They're sitting at 4 and 7 now. Pretty close. Pretty, pretty close to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Definitely still within reach to be in that conversation. But I cannot see them going out to San Francisco and having any success. They already have kind of a limited offense, not very much depth, and the 49ers defense loves to take advantage of teams like that. If you don't have multiple options, multiple running backs to deploy, multiple wide receivers to throw to. Trick plays up your sleeve. They will read you, and they will read you fast, and they will shut down anything you try to do. That's the type of defense that the San Francisco 49ers run. And of course, Garoppolo, their offense, have Kittle, Debo Samuel, a lot of nice weapons. Should be a pretty easy win for them. Then the Rams at the Chiefs. I've got to go with the Chiefs. They're having a better season than I thought they'd have. I did think that they would make the playoffs and all that, but they're looking like promising candidates to be number one seed going into the playoffs. They do hold the number one seed currently, and although there are teams close record-wise, I don't think there's many... If any team's close talent-wise to the Chiefs and what they're doing right now. Stafford was also ruled out for the Rams, which does pose a blow to any Rams' hopes of getting that win in Kansas City, if it wasn't stacked against them enough as it is. Sunday Night Football. We have the Packers and the Eagles. I think this one will be interesting. I think it'll be relatively close. The Eagles narrowly, narrowly, by one point on a lead touchdown, defeated the Colts and Jeff Saturday last weekend. Jeff Saturday's kind of been a breath of fresh air for these Colts, which I'll get into on Monday Night Football. But as for the Eagles, they should be beating the Colts by more than one point. It's a little bit scary these last two games for them, but I think that they're going to get the win against Green Bay. Green Bay, their defense concerns me. It's not very good. I'm just going to come out and say that. On paper, it might look pretty alright, but when you look at the amount of points that they've given up, missed tackles that they've had, stupid penalties, a lot of different components there, not stacked in the favor of the Green Bay defense. Hopefully, for the Eagles' sake, they take advantage of that. The Packers, as a whole, did not show up against Tennessee last time around on Thursday Night Football. I think that was a pretty demoralizing win for Green Bay because they went out and beat the Dallas Cowboys, which was absolutely huge, but they couldn't make it back-to-back, and instead they sit at 4-7 and seven here with their season kind of hanging on by a thread. If they lose this one to the Eagles, it might be curtains for this season. Then, Monday Night Football, the final game of Week 12, features the Steelers and the Colts. I think this is a pretty nice matchup. Pretty even, but I'm going to pick the Colts. Since Jeff Saturday took over and Matt Ryan has been back at quarterback, it has looked a lot better. It has. Jonathan Taylor also has been doing much better. He's having some nice games kind of providing a spark to that offense that they need. They very much do need. The Steelers have also looked good at times. They kept it close for most of the game against a very tough Bengals team. And I do think Kenny Pickett could be the future quarterback of this team if he continues to learn from these games, because that's what it is right now. I don't think the Steelers are thinking that they're going to be a playoff team, so... Just... Kenny Pickett should learn from all these games what he's doing, learn more about the NFL, about his teammates and receivers, and I think they prepare for next season, go in as a stronger team. Alright, that's going to wrap it up for the Week 12 NFL Predictions. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and thank you for listening.